Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Best 
music blog and we be, we won best video blog. So and we in the best music blog we went up against a, a pretty hefty competition and you know, I was at Soulbounce.com dot com and um Okay. We went up against them and you know, we they 'cause they have a huge following, you know, they have a huge fan base. So right. but I know that was our really stiff competition going into this with the nominations and stuff and you know, we was a finalist with them and we, we won it out thanks to the fans and Everybody that voted for us, including you, you know, everybody, man, it just show love, and we won. We are now an award-winning website and show. Like, that's crazy. That, yeah, that, that's what's up, man. I, I'm, I'm definitely happy for you guys, definitely proud of you guys. I know um, what people probably don't see is the, the hard work that you put in. You guys, I know you, it, it's not just as simple as just, uh, you know, showing up and just sitting in front of a camera and telling Rod to shoot. So, um right. Uh, exactly. Hard work always pays off, man. And, that, and like I said, like I tweeted you the other day, man. It's just, it's just a start. It's just a start for you guys. So definitely, uh, much, much props for that, man. Much props for that. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate <clears throat> that. You guys ready to talk some sports, man? Yeah. Yes, sir. Man, this has been a, and I know we say it each week, but this has been a crazy week in, in the world of sports, man. From football to basketball to college football, uh, World Series wrapped up. Um, a little bit of everything, so we're going to touch on it all. I mean, two hours really has been, I can't tell you guys, the listening audience, how many times we've finished the show and said, man, the show's going by so fast, like we need more time. So tonight we're going two hours, man, two hours. Uh, so if you want to get your phone calls in, give us a call. Uh, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Once again, 646-478-0356. Uh, get your sports opinions in as well. Um, let's get started on it, man. Uh, I, I guess I'll start with you first, B. Uh, let's start with college football. Um, what stood out to you this past weekend uh, in the world of college football? Oh, man, college football was, uh, well, you know, I got it's kind of obvious. I got to go with the, you know, Michigan and Michigan State uh Rivalry game, you know, a lot of a lot of my, you know, Mich- all my uh, Michigan peeps back at home, you know, Michigan State alumni and, and Michigan Wolverine alumni, they were just going ham, talking cash, you know, trash, shit all week, and this is hilarious. Right. Me personally, growing up, I've been a Michigan Wolverine football fan, but I've been a Michigan State basketball fan growing up. So okay. it was like I've been kind of. I've been kind of like, they're like, you can't root for both of them. But, like, yes, I can because I didn't go to either one of them. But, um, <laughs> I thought, you know, that, that, I think, you know, I was expecting Michigan State defense to pretty much dominate Michigan's, you know, offense and offensive line mm-hmm. pretty much the whole game. I, I, I was I was only predicting Michigan to only score one touchdown, which they only, what, kick two field goals. They didn't even get a touchdown. And, and I pretty much, I, I knew Michigan State was going to win this game going in because I know Michigan offensively and their offensive line and the QB play. They've been struggling as of late within the last, like, three weeks. So I'm like, well, now you got one of the best, the top-ranked, you know, defense in all of college football playing, you know, this year. You're going against them. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about Michigan this year, man. So, and then they, they proved me right. I knew Michigan State was going to take the W. So I got to easily go with Michigan, Michigan State. Okay, okay. What about you, Ken? What, what stood out to you as far as college football was this past weekend? Um... I would say, uh, you know what? I would say um, probably Florida State, man. They they just continue to wow me. But the thing about that game, and I, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but I yeah, saw yeah, at halftime they were up twenty-one seven, and I saw Winston didn't really have a um, 
a great game. Mm-hmm. You know, um, starting out, you know, and even when you look at it, he would have a good game as a whole, but they still beat the shit out of Miami. Right. Yep. So, you know, it, and it just, it, it's a testament to, to Florida State as a team, man. And, you know, that was another big test that they managed to uh, to go in and they faced some adversity and they managed to overcome that adversity. And, and they faced adversity from the quarterback position from a guy who's been so great all year. So, um and they just, they just, man. If it wasn't for those two turnovers, I don't, I don't even think Miami would probably even put fourteen on the board. Man, they may put one, but um, that was it, man. Just how they managed to overcome, um, you know, that and and still survive and still just, you know, put the beat down on them. Okay, okay. What about you, Fivo? Fivo, Fivo. And Like, this guy's a freshman. 
He's not going to come out and just ball out every game. I think the level of expectation that we have, especially in our collegiate athletes, is way too high, man. It's just way too high. Like, these are kids. They're going to make mistakes. They're not going to always be perfect. Peyton Manning was not built in one day. Like, it took years to be for you to become a consistent quarterback. Like, it takes years. It's not just something that you can master in a couple years in college. It's just not something you can do. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that stood out for me, man, obviously, uh, my Florida State Seminoles uh, crushing FIFO's Miami Hurricanes. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't brag and boast a little bit. Um, you know, I did, some some may say Kyle is childish, but I'm, I'm a child, so who cares? Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was a great game, man. I, I, I was. I, I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't nervous because anytime uh, Miami and Florida State get together, and I have some of my closest friends are big, like much like FIFO, just huge Miami Hurricane fans. So I talked a lot of trash leading up to the <laughs> to the game. So. Uh, you know, so I, I was, uh, you know, very surprised and uh, at, at the outcome because I, I thought that Florida State could win. I thought the Florida State would win, um, but I was very surprised at the manner in which they won and, uh, you know, the final score. Um, I'll say this much. I think that, uh, you know, Miami still has a very, very talented team. Um, I think if they can get some, you know, solidif- if, they, if they can get solidify the quarterback position, um, you know, as far as the consistency, as far as his play, um but I thought it was a great game, great atmosphere, uh, Saturday night under the lights at Doe Campbell Stadium uh, in Tallahassee. I don't think you can really ask for much more. Um, I got a chance to check out the Michigan-Michigan State game. Um, like Beasy said, that's, it's a great game. It, it is a great – it's a heated rivalry. Um, if you're like me and you have some people from Michigan who are on Twitter, uh, I know a few Michigan State alums and a few Michigan alums. I mean, the, the – the battle going back and forth with the trash talk on the Twitter was just tremendous. I, I, could, I just sat back and just looked at it and was laughing. Um, also, another thing that stood out to me, man, a team we talked about a couple of weeks ago, man, Grambling. Grambling got their first win, uh, you know, after the whole fiasco of, you know, <laughs> not going to Jackson State for the homecoming and the boycott and the new coach and, and all of the, the controversy that surround them. So, Grambling got off the snide, man. They got their first win. I don't know how many more wins they're going to get the rest of the season. But um, I thought that was cool. I thought that was cool that the Grambling got, you know, a win. Um, it kind of went under the radar, but I did see that uh, you know, highlighted on SportsCenter. So those couple of things that stood out um, to me as well. Um, right now, like I said, you're listening to Dead End Sports. Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. I'm joined by my co-hosts, FIFO, Ken, and Beezy. We're talking sports. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Uh, don't just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Participate in tonight's discussion. Uh, tonight we're rocking for two hours up until 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, make sure that you give us a call, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Um, let's see. Right now, I think we got a call on the line. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's not keep them waiting. Call from area code 404. Call you on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is MK Rob. What's going on? MK, what's up, man? I'm good, man. Just tired, man. You know I'm all over the place. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Now you got you had a chance to go to that uh you were at the Florida State Miami game, man. How was what was the atmosphere like down there? 
man, amazing, man. You know, I'm, I'm always at these college games, and me being a Hurricane fan, it's, it's even more exciting for me. Um, right. You know, it's, it's better to be, you know, at, at, at Pro, what is it? It's not even a pro player anymore. What is it, Sunlight Stadium or something? Sunlight like Stadium, right. Yeah, I'd rather be there, but it's still a great atmosphere. You know, Tallahassee, you know, I went to school down there, so it, it was cool. It was all right. Cool, cool, cool. What you got for us tonight? Yeah, I heard, you, heard y'all talking about uh, the, the quarterbacks and Winston and what stood out and all that kind of stuff and how these mm-hmm. guys progress as far as, you know, I heard somebody say Peyton Manning wasn't built in, you know, in a short amount of time or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what I find, and you know, I'm a recruiter, so I, you know, I'm following this stuff. And the success of these guys, these younger guys now, is amazing because they have seven on seven now in high school. Right. And, you know, when we came out, if we were playing quarterback, we may, you know, understand cover two and cover three, but in the seven on seven stuff, they know cover two, they know man, they know zone, they know three, they know nip, they know all this stuff now. And that's why Menzel had so much success last year. That's why Winston is having success this year. That's why these quarterbacks are coming into the NFL rookies like RG3 and Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson because they played this stuff. And they're going to become Peyton Manning quicker than you think because of the growth that they have from high school and college. So it's 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 gonna be, the quarterback play is gonna be much better than people think. Um, okay. you guys were talking about the Florida State Miami game. I mm-hmm. won five hundred dollars because I knew my hurricanes were gonna lose by that much. <laughs> so you better get wow. your game, man. I, I knew it because, yeah, I, I bet on the points. I knew we were going okay, to okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. gonna lose by that many points because we struggled with Wake Forest. We struggled with North Carolina. We struggled with all these teams, and we only beat Savannah State. So I knew once I saw how Florida State played Clemson, I knew we were going to be like, get out. I can't say a bad word. But kicks. Damn. We don't get our, our, I, I mean, I, I saw it. All the way in at Florida State, I, I knew it was coming, and they won me five hundred dollars. Thanks. Wow! <laughs> wow! And you know what, man? I, it was me. It was peaceful. Hey, what, what's your name? Uh, Mike. Mike. You know what? I one hundred percent agree, and I think it's even happening in basketball now, where these kids, the level of attention to detail to the craft of their sport. Mm-hmm. It, it's mm-hmm. happening so much earlier that we're starting to see franchise-changing players come out of the draft year after year after year in both football and mm-hmm. basketball. So right. I 100% agree. But at the same time, there is no replacement for experience. So you could have all of the tutelage in the world. At the end of the day, you still got to get out on that field and produce. And while I agree, they're way more ready for Division One football and professional football. You still need some level of experience up under your belt to take over that next step. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Right. I, I, I totally agree, man. I, I think it's uh, it, it's it's mind-boggling when you look at the skill set and the skill level as far as how far the kids have, have come. Uh, MK, you got anything else for us tonight, man? I'm, I got, you know, I, I could have plenty for you, but, you know, I know y'all got to get on with the show. So I'll oh, oh, definitely, man. Well, hey, Brian, as always, man, definitely appreciate your support. Thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. Uh, all right. Y'all have a good show. All right, man. All right. Thanks. Thanks.
All right. Phone number MK Rob called area code three four seven two. I'm sorry, I I'm about to give the wrong phone number. Area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Once again, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um now let's move over to the NFL. Uh man. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy week in the NFL. And I mean the entire week, not just the weekend of games. Uh, coming into the week, uh, the weekend of, of games that were set to be played on Thursday, Sunday, and um, and Monday night, there was only two teams that were above 500 that were to be playing, and that was last night's game uh, between the Bears and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but we saw a lot of action uh, over this past weekend, both on and off the field. Um, Ken, I'm going to start with you, man. What stood out to you this past weekend in the NFL? The damn Cowboys, man. You know what? <laughs> they they get on my everlasting nerves, and 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 it's 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 really it really baffles me how they sit here and struggle with a team like the Minnesota Vikings. And look, I completely understand playing to the level of your competition, but right. we all know the numbers don't lie. The Dallas Cowboys historically beat up on great teams. There's data to support it. Jason Garrett has a sub-500. As a matter of fact, any team, he only has four wins, if I'm not mistaken, against teams over 500. But forget all that. You have a Minnesota Vikings team that is terrible against the run, and you only run the ball four times with DeMarco Murray. They have done this repeatedly over and over and over in the past, and I don't understand how a guy that just ran for 27 yards on one carry barely gets the ball the rest of the game. Why? Because for whatever reason, you want to give the ball to Tony Romo over and over and over again, and this guy has always let you down. Mm -hmm control the ball, run the ball, be a balanced team because that's how you win games. And when you need Tony Romo to step up and win that game, give him the ball and let him do what he needs to do. But that game didn't have to be that hard. I understand that they were saying, hey, you know what? They walking safeties up and Tony Romo decided to check out of it. You know what? Tony Romo's not that good in checking out of it because the game was more harder, was harder than it had to be. When you have a running back like DeMarco Murray, who is a stud, you have to use him. But for the life of me, ever since they drafted this guy, they have refused to use him as uh, as a number one running back. I don't get it. I'm done with the Cowboys because all they want to do is sit here and try to make Tony Romo out to be the star that we all know that he clearly is not. The whoa, Cowboys, man, whoa, I don't get it, man. You know what, Ken? Ken, look, sometimes you go too far. And I'm going to say this. I got two words for you as to why the Cowboys are what they are. You ready? Jason Garrett? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. That is the problem. Do you want to know why? Was Jerry Jones calling the plays against Minnesota people? Wait, Ken. Wait, Ken. Do you understand why Tony Romo has the rock? Because Tony Romo is not a $100 million man. 
And because Jerry Jones said, well, now that I'm paying you this $100 million, you're going to be in the film study more. You're going to do this more. You're going to do that more. So guess what? That means that you're going to have the ball more. Why? Because the owner slash GM slash PR slash everything for the Dallas Cowboys minus the head coach and the, the, the coordinators said that he is the man. So, therefore, that is your answer, Ken, that you are looking for. Jerry Jones. Man, you know what? You can say he is the man, but until others on social media, until others that that journalists say he's the man, start saying he's the man, he is not the man. I don't care how much money you want to put behind of it, outside of Dallas and whatever little, little Dallas Cowboy fans you have sprinkled around in the world these days, unless you actually have people validating that out of their mouths without money, then you're not the man. You're not the man. But at the same time, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, Jerry Jones wanted to pay this guy and, and, and hope his money made Tony Romo commit. But the fact of the matter is this. The question was, what stood out about this week in football? It was the Cowboys only running the ball nine times as a team and DeMarco Murray getting the ball four times after he clearly could have had a bigger day running off for 27 yards. I just don't get it. It, was, it didn't you. make any sense to me. And, and, and Jerry Jones you. is not coaching that game. But, Ken, and I feel you, but the thing is, is that when things don't make common sense in sports, right, because sports is very common sense-like. It's like both basketball and football, copycat leagues, things, it just makes football sense. Football hasn't played for how long? And when things don't make sense, that means that it's starting up at the top. And like I said last week about injuries and concussions and everything, this is a business. And as an overstated owner that Jerry Jones is, when he spends that type of money, guess what? Tony Romo is going to have the rock when it doesn't make sense. Well, it's costing him games. that that's a great point, man. I, I guess okay. Let me let me let me go back to you, Quint, uh, 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 Ken. Do you think you mentioned Murray and, and Murray and, and I put in the chat room uh, right here on, on Dead in Sports. Uh, I put in the chat room that Murray hasn't been healthy. I mean he he has injury issues all the way going back to his days at Oklahoma. Do you think their unwillingness to give him the ball is based on the fact that he can't stay healthy, or is it just? They, do you think they're determined to put the ball in Romo's hands? Kyle, Jerry Jones. That's it, man. Oh, yeah, Jerry I know Jerry. I, I want to get, get Ken's take on it because I'm – he mentioned Murray, and I'm wondering – I mean, he's one of the – he is one of the players who doesn't get enough credit and doesn't get the ball as much. And you would think – I mean, a, a, a quarterback's best friend is a good running game. I, I don't care who yeah. you have. Yep, you know, I'm pretty sure Brady would Brady would love to turn around and hand it off to somebody and they and have them rush for 100 yards. That way, he doesn't have to go out and throw for 500 yards. He does. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> ben Jarvis, Green Ellis. It doesn't matter who he had back there. Mm-hmm. Belichick, regardless, they, they're going to run the ball at least 20 something times a game. Right. Even if they're getting half a yard, they're going to keep running the ball. Um, to answer your question, Kyle, I, I think I, you know. Whether Jerry Jones is spearheading this or not, yes, they want to give the ball to Tony Romo. They were giving the ball to Tony Romo before Tony Romo even got this damn contract. You know, so this is it's always been the case. Even last year, I kept wondering and looking at this. I'm like, why the hell 
Are they not running the ball more when they have a running back that can run, run the ball when he's healthy and on the court? So when I'm saying this, I'm speaking about the times that, that Murray is healthy and he's mm-hmm. running the ball, he's running the ball well. Now, granted, he can't run the ball when, when he's, he's hurt, but when he's right. healthy, give them guy the ball. You know what? It's kind of the same thing that happened to, uh, to Philadelphia. And, they, you know, granted, Philadelphia didn't have the best offensive line in the world, but I would sit there and I would look at the games and I'm watching these games and I'm saying, you guys have a, a back like LaShawn McCoy and you're right. not giving him the ball. You're dropping back 50 times. No wonder Vic couldn't stay healthy because your offensive line was crap. But now he gets in Kansas City. Oh, he's running it. Why? Because I, maybe he doesn't feel like he got a quarterback, and now it's Smith that can throw the ball, and he had, probably had more confidence in, in Michael Vick. I don't know. But I think they just, you know, yeah, they want him, They want Tony Romo to be that guy. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> what about you, B? What, what, what stood out to you this past week? I know your Lions didn't play this weekend, but what stood out to you with uh, in the NFL? Uh, the Saints uh, losing to the Jets. Losing to Geno Smith, Smith throwing, only being 8 for 19, only 115 yards, no touchdowns, but no INTs. But really, Mm -hmm. the the running game, I think the running game kind of helped the Jets get past this game. And, of course, you know, the Saints turn over the ball. I think they turned over the ball like three times or whatever. And Chris Chris Ivory, he just, he went off on Sunday. He was for like, what, 140 yards, touchdowns? You knew that was coming, too. Yeah, (laughs) I knew it was coming, but... But yeah, Drew Brees. You know what? Drew Brees didn't have like a horrible, horrible game. I mean, besides those two ints, he threw for you know 380 yards, and, and he was 30 for 51. But I think, I think with this game, kind of shows. Well, I ain't gonna really say kind of shows. I think we all knew this since the beginning of the season, or since the first couple of weeks, that the, the, the Saints love to pass. I mean, they mm-hmm. do not depend. They do not depend on their rushing game at all, like at all. And they have plenty of backs that can run the rocks, but. Obviously, I don't know if the backs are just not getting it done, or they just, or you know, Peyton, Sean Peyton is just like, look, Drew Brees, take us, take us to the promised land. Because if you look at all the games, Drew Brees averaging like about what forty-two passing attempts a game. So right. They just don't trust their rushing game. So I don't know if this they starting to get too one-dimensional, or it's just it was just one of those trip-up games that you know that, that happens in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me ask you, I had this discussion uh, with somebody uh, the other day, one of my homies who was a Jets fan. Um, I maintain that I don't think that the, that the Saints are let – me, let me, I don't want to say the Saints aren't good. Saints are a very good team. I, I think if you get the Saints outside, away from the Superdome, they're a different team. Am I yep. off base with yep. that? Yep. Especially if it gets cold. And, and it wasn't cold in New York this past weekend, but it wasn't hot either. Right, but Drew Brees is a dome quarterback. Like, if you get Drew okay. Brees at the Georgia Dome or if you get him at the Superdome, anywhere where it's a dome, Drew Brees is going to light that ass up. But it, whenever okay. he's, like, out, whenever he's out in the, on the, you know, in the open field or somewhere like that, he don't, he's not the same Drew Brees. I've noticed that over the last few years. Not saying he has some good games, you know, a couple of good games, you know, not playing in the dome. But for the most part, the, good, the higher percentage of his best games have all been inside the dome. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. What about you, FIFA? What stood out to you this past weekend in the NFL? Man, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to go to the uh, AFC North, and I have to say the Cleveland Browns wide receivers, Gordon, Little, and Beth, uh, they were challenged by their OC, North Turner, and they, you know, they were making some catches and some moves that if they were doing this all season – 
they would probably have real Pro Bowl considerations. Uh, the one move Devon Best put on one defender, he, he looked like Reggie Bush or something out there. Like, <laughs> he just went straight to his knees. Uh, Greg Little had a couple catches where you could tell you could tell the difference between him and a couple of DBs in terms of his physical prowess out there. And it was just like, wow, like they really may have a nice receiving core if they wanted to play week in and week out and not having to be challenged. But that was the biggest thing that stood out, especially with the win. You know, that's a big win for them. Um, they've been struggling. And the crazy part about Cleveland, too, is, is that Every quarterback minus Brandon Whedon seems to ball in Cleveland. Yeah. So, you know, and, and Brandon Whedon was a, a number one pick last year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it, 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 it's just, that's real weird and interesting. And especially Cleveland's defense, you know, they've been one of the better defenses all year. And, you know, that offense, if they could just – just give them a little something, some continuity. Right. You know, I, I honestly think that they have they have the potential to win the AFC North. Yeah, it, let, let, let me ask you guys about. Go ahead, Ken. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Well, um, no, go ahead, Kyle, and then I'll, I'll come back to my question. Um, my my thing that stood out over the weekend, man, was uh, I'm watching the game Sunday night, right? And they go to halftime. And they come back. This is the the game between um, the Colts and the Texans. And the Texans. And they say yeah. that the Texans head coach Gary Kubiak has collapsed on the sideline. And then they show a screenshot of this dude laid out on the field. The word came down today that they said that he had he suffered a slight stroke. I've never seen a coach pass out on the field. I mean, we've seen players get knocked out we've seen guys you know have spinal issues but i mean when you think about it, it's kind of scary when you think about it this guy i mean they said he didn't lose consciousness he was talking the whole time but i mean a stroke on the feet and it wasn't like you know we, we're from the south so we always associate strokes with heat it wasn't like it was hot it was 60 degrees they had the roof open um so that and and, and just two days prior to that uh, Denver head coach John Fox was on a golf course, experienced some chest pains. They had to yep. uh, take him to the hospital. He had to have a procedure done on his head, on his uh, chest. I'm sorry, as well. Uh, he's going to be out for a few months. Uh, Jack Del Rio has been named the interim head coach in, in between. So, you know, the thing that stood out to me, man, two head coaches. I, I don't know how. I I can only imagine how stressful. It is at that at, at that position. I'm pretty sure those guys they put in 20 hour days. I'm pretty sure, and they probably sleep at the facility. And you know, the well, Fox is winning. <laughs> you know, uh, Kubiak is probably you know struggling pretty bad. And uh, you know, and, and people are so cruel, man. I'm, I'm gonna give you guys something that that I saw on Twitter when the word came out that Kubiak had you know passed out or whatever, and, and that Wade Phillips was taking over. They sent a tweet and said, Wade Phillips is, is the head coach now? Oh, the Texans are going to lose this game. And <laughs> I saw it and kind of yeah. chuckled. And I went to sleep. And I, re- I went to sleep not, I mean, shortly after that. And I did not know until I woke up Monday morning that the Texans had blown the game. And Colts came yep. back. Um, they were up They were, they were up 3-21 at halftime. Yeah, 21-3 yeah, at halftime. So, 
uh, I guess the thing that stood out to me, man, is just two coaches. And, I mean, we hope for a speedy recovery for them. But, I mean, it ain't. I don't know what their personal health issues are. Man, it ain't worth dying on the field. I'm sorry. Because you, you, there ain't no coming back from that. You can come back from ACL. You can come back from getting fired. But you got to take care of yourself, and you can't, you know, be dehydrated or, or not getting enough sleep because your body's going to shut down. And for him to collapse on the field at halftime was just, you know, looking back on it, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm glad the NBC didn't really hype it up as, as probably as much as they probably could have and sensationalized it. Um, but I mean, he literally could have died out there, and that's the scary thought. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Ken. I'm, I'm sorry. I was, I know you you wanted to chime in. Uh. I have a question for you. Go ahead. When you saw that tweet, what did you think when you knew Wade Phillips was taking over? <laughs> well, you know what? Wade coached here for my Falcons. So uh, I know how bad Wade is. Uh, so that's what so made you laugh. So you thought for a minute they just might be right. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I just wanted to ask. <laughs> I mean, try, again, if, if I could have stayed up, I would have stayed. I just fell asleep. I just, yeah. I just couldn't make it. But I was surprised was, to learn Monday morning that they had lost the game. I was like, "What? They lost?" So, um, yeah, that's 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 funny. You you are now listening to Dead End Sports. Uh, Dead End Sports. I am your host, Twelve Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports tonight. We're talking. We're talking football. We're talking the NFL, college football. We're talking issues in sports, uh, the week wrap-up in sports. I'm joined by my co-hosts, FIFO, Ken, and Beezy. We ask that you not just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Give us a call, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. This is Dead End Sports. Make sure that you check out our website, deadendsports.com. Uh, remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. Um, in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash Dead End Sports. Make sure that you follow the show at Dead End Sports on the Twitter. Um, next issue. <sighs> we're not, there's not an elephant in the room. We're going to talk about what everybody's been talking about these last few days, um, the situation down in Miami. Uh, we're not talking about the heat either. <laughs> um, for those of you who have been under a rock or not understanding what's been going on, uh, the situation between um, offensive lineman Jonathan Martin and uh, offensive lineman Richie Incognito, uh, just to give you a brief backdrop, uh, Incognito was hazing, intimidating, bullying Jonathan Martin to the point where uh, last week, Jonathan Martin left the team facility and, in essence, quit. Uh, checked himself into some type of rehab center. Uh, that's the last official word that they've gotten on uh, Jonathan Martin. Uh, Richie Incognito has been suspended by the Miami Dolphins uh, for conduct detrimental to the team. Um, I think it was month- Yeah, infinitely. Yeah, it's, there's no there's no timetable on it. Um, there were some text messages uh, exchanged to uh, between Incognito and uh, Martin. Uh, Martin turned these text messages over and voicemails over to uh, his agent, who turned them over to the NFL Players Association. Um, and in those messages, uh, Incognito told uh, 
Jonathan Martin that he would kill him, uh, that he would shit in his mouth, he was going to slap his face, call him the N-word, uh, all types of stuff. So, in essence, he has created a work environment to the point where Jonathan Martin felt like he had to quit playing the game that he loved, or at least walk away from it. Um, I said all that to say this, FIFO, you're from Miami. You, at one point in time during this uh, <laughs> this NFL season, uh, told us about how good the Dolphins were. So you, you're very you know, familiar with this team. Um, what's your take on the bullying situation between Martin and Incognito? I think that, uh, you know, that is completely unacceptable on first in part by Incognito himself. And I think by the veteran leadership on that team and also the teammates. I have played football and I have played basketball. I've been in two different types of locker rooms. And I can tell you that football players and basketball players are completely different. Yes. And what I can tell you is, is that somebody on that team knew. Somebody. There's no way that you travel with these guys, hang out with these guys, talk with these guys pull pranks on other players with these guys and all of that and all of this and nobody knew absolutely nothing. And I think it's even more egregious to the fact that the head coach and the GM had no idea about what's going on so then who's in control of this locker room? And if I was an owner, because I always fancy myself as an owner and I like to view things from a hierarchy perspective when it comes to professional sports, both of these guys would not be back next year. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm paying hundreds of millions of dollars to players and the staff to make sure that that we have winning ways about our environment and our, in our organization, there's no way in hell that this gets passed, let's say, uh, a John Fox and, and John Elway. There's no way that this gets past Belichick. There's no way this gets past Sean Payton. Why? Because they are in total control. And there I say Jerry Jones. There I say Jerry Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones would know about this. Jerry Jones would know about this. And there's no way. There's, that's just completely unacceptable. And I think that if Incognito is not released, you know, with, you know, within the next couple of days, that that's an indictment on their organization. I think it looks bad. I understand that they have suspended him indefinitely, and that mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I feel like in professional sports you may overreact. In this instance, an overreaction would have been fine. Right. In this instance, right here, because it's unacceptable. It, it's not something that you had to question. It's not his first offense. You know, Incognito has transferred schools from Nebraska because of off-field issues and off-field issues, went to Oregon, was released in three days. That's unacceptable. This guy has a history of this. As soon as, and now I'm, I'm, I'm taking it like how I would have handled it. As soon as I would have heard or got wind of this as the owner, mm-hmm. oh, he would have been gone. He would have been gone. He would have been right. free agent. My man, uh, MK Rob, who called in, he just chimed in the chat room. He said that 
he said they owe Incognito two million this year. So do you keep Incognito and and uh, you know save face, or do you just cut bait with him and still pay him his money? Hell no, hell no. Hey, look, <laughs> sometimes you gotta pay to get rid of a problem, and two million dollars instead of the PR mess and everything else. You have to sever ties. Did the Patriots indefinitely suspend Hernandez? No, because yeah. you don't want your no, they cut him, yeah. associated with that. You see what I'm saying? You, 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 even though, and think about it, Hernandez still has not been charged. Mm-hmm. It's still up in the air. He was definitely guilty in the court of public opinion. But in the judicial system, he is still innocent. And mm-hmm. the Patriots severed ties. They did not suspend him indefinitely because you do not want your organization tied with something of this nature. You 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 can't you can't stand for it. So as an organization, I I, I ask the question to the Dolphins: What do you stand for? You got to let this guy go because there's nothing positive that can come out of it. There's no way that you can save Incognito, pay his two million dollars, write him a check. Here you go, bro. You can cash this right now. <laughs> right, right, right. What what about you, Ken? What what's your take on it? Cal, um you know what I kinda wanna wanna hear what B have to have to say before okay, I chime okay. in, so <laughs> Damn, Ken. Yeah, um, I'm past yeah, buck at on first that. Yeah, at first I thought he was um at first I thought he was being like a bitch. You know, until I started. <laughs> no, no, seriously. No, no, seriously, seriously. Hey, same, hey, same was. here, B. Same here. That was, that was I, my first thought too. I, yeah, I thought he was until I, I until I they showed the text message and I shit. If I was him, I'd see the hell out of the organization. <laughs> right. The shit, the shit has been going on for like over a year, and you know he's been right. having like you know like oh, he had been going to ten OTAs because of personal problems. Man, if I was him, I'd just milk that shit. Man, I'll milk it. I I fucking like I go to like I act like I have mental problems just like a regular person do at their job or something and just mm-hmm. act like it's a medical <laughs> a medical issue man and like I'll milk it I will milk it like as long as I can I swear I would if I was Martin just milk that shit man and I, I think the coach might be gone I think I, I mean kind of like, Camilo might be gone I think the coach might be fired ah this this ain't looking good for the Miami organization man but it's it's, it's crazy. I would milk it though. That's just me. I act like I'm just make the NFL. And you know, if you act like you making all these TV appearances and stuff, man, I just milk it out. NFL is gonna be some bread. You know how to. Oh, NFL definitely, is. definitely. Because it, it, it right now it is a PR nightmare. Yep. And if nightmare, Roger, one thing we know about Roger Goodell from the Goodell. you know from the off the field incidents from Vic to Ray he, Lewis to everybody on down, he yep. he is all about protecting that shield. You know, he he doesn't want to be. He don't want troublemakers. And Kyle, that's exactly why I will milk it. I will milk it out and act like I got all types of problems. <laughs> Mental problems I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm serious. And I, you I know what, B? And, and, you know, I, I feel where you're coming from because at the same time how Roger Goodell wants to protect that shield, what if Martin goes and starts to sue the NFL? That's very possible. And other stories they have start a, coming out. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. And you got that's other stories, and, and this is a league-wide problem, and all of a sudden, there you, you have um, yeah. you ha- you have what happened to the Saints the other day, uh, the, uh, yeah. the other, you, you know, a couple years ago. You now, I'm going to throw something me? out at you guys that I saw right before we went on the air, and it came from Bleacher Report, uh, that the Dolphins, the, there's a report that the Dolphins actually uh, – 
encouraged Incognito to quote unquote toughen up Martin. That's what I'm so saying. that changes the whole, you know, because the Dolphins have really been kind of, you know, they really haven't said much uh, other than the prepared statement that uh, Joe Philbin read after Sunday's game. Um, they hadn't said much, and you know, but if there, there's like you said, FIFO, if you play team sports, there's no way that anybody in their coaching staff didn't know what was going on. Clean house, man. Clean house. I'm telling you, I will milk it. I will milk that shit like a cow. Uh, I, I'm gonna throw my two cents in before we get Ken's point of view. Um, it's twofold, man. I, I think much like B, when I first heard it, I'm like, man, you got it. You know, Martin was he a punk or something? At first, I, I thought like he was just being a chump about it because I, I, here's the thing: this guy's been playing football, probably organized football, since he was 10 or 11 years old, and you don't walk away from a multi-million dollar contract. You don't walk away from the game that you love just because somebody pissed you off. Uh, you know, should you have to take that kind of abuse? No. Um, and 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 let's just let's keep it real. I mean, not only was he bullying, but he was extort. Incognito made this guy pay fifteen grand for a trip to Vegas for the fellas that he didn't even take. I mean, I don't know about y'all. I'm not giving up five dollars for something I'm not a part of. So, you know, but you know Martin what? Kyle, that, that- but that's part of the hazing, though. You know, like mm-hmm. a, a lot of guys have to pay twenty, thirty thousand dollars for dinner and shit like that. So once or twice, you know that, that that's understandable. But 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 what happened was egregious, and, and there, there's no explanation for that. Right. And I think I think part of the issue that I had with it with you know outside of you know the the extortion and the racial slurs and stuff like that, you know. And a lot of people say, okay, well, and I've, I've listened to a lot of sports talk radio, but a lot of people say, well, Martin should have just beat him up. Um, Martin probably couldn't beat up Incognito. Let's just keep it real. <laughs> he probably couldn't beat up Incognito. Uh, that being well, said, it, it's, it's one thing that I, that I think we've all, as young men, have been taught. You have to draw a line at some point in time. I don't care who you are. You could be four years old. And if somebody takes your toy, they keep taking your toy, you know, you, you're going to do one of two things. You're either going to hit them and get it back, or you're going to cry. You know, and most of our parents told, taught us as young men to take our, our stuff back and not to cry and to stand up for yourself. You have to stand up for yourself because a bully or someone like Incognito, they're going to keep picking until there's nothing, there's no fabric of you left. That yeah. being said, Martin was in a tough spot. And I'm going to tell you why he was in a tough spot, because uh, Incognito was a member of the uh, leadership crew, leadership committee for the Dolphins, a six-member team. of. So, you know, for him to go tell the team on Incognito, it, that was going to kind of be counterproductive for him because, you know, it's kind of hard to rat when you are ratting to the person that you're going to be ratting on. So, you know, so that made it that much tougher, you know, could he fight him? Yeah, he could have fought him, but you know he probably, he was probably thinking, okay, well if I fight him, you know I'm gonna get beat up. So you know what what is my only recourse? My only recourse is to quit playing the game that I love. Um, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I, I, I know you guys well enough that you wouldn't have done it. I think at some point in time, and you have to take a stand for yourself. And I'm not here to blame Martin for the stance that he took. 
I will say this much. Like I said, if you don't draw the line at some point in time, you know, they're going to keep picking. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're 10. I don't care if you're 23. And the whole hazing thing, that stuff is supposed to go on for a year. Your rookie year, okay, fine. You know, but Incognito was, you know, still hazing this guy and, and, and bothering him. You know, he's a second-year pro. You you don't mess with second-year pros like that. So I think it was uh, – it, it's like – like FIFO said, it's egregious. Um, I feel bad for Martin, but in and and I'll end with this point here. I have yet to hear one Dolphin come out and say Incognito's a bad guy. In fact, I would go as far as to say that I think if you did a poll, a silent poll of his teammates, they would welcome Incognito back long before they would bring in Martin because I think they probably view Martin as somebody who is a quitter. Kim, what's your take? But you know what, though, but Kyle, hold on, hold on, yeah. Kim, before you go. Here's the thing, though, Kyle. Do you know the last two years, Cognito, Incognito has been either number one or number two uh, voted dirtiest player in the league? So, I'm not surprised. So, 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 you know, his, his – come on, man. People know about this guy. And I think that when you are a teammate, you, you, you try to say the right things, but – you know, what Cameron Wake said and what um, – uh, who's the wide receiver that they just signed? Uh, uh, Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace said, come on, man. They they, they, they weren't right in saying that. I, I, I think the whole thing is just jacked up. Go ahead, Ken, man. Go ahead, man. <laughs> you know, uh, this whole situation came out as hazing, and I want to say real, right off the bat, this is not hazing. This is discrimination. Okay. And, you know, initially when this thing started out, yeah, it was hazing and, you know, he's doing this, that. We didn't know the full story. Just like you guys. I'm like, yeah, the guy needs to toughen up. He couldn't take it. I thought it was a running back. I didn't know it was an offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. But then you see the messages and you see the words that Incognito used, and it changed this whole story. But everybody wants to sit here and stick to the main storyline of it being hazing, and hazing is part of it because of the 15000 that all of the players involved in the team got up and left and had him play for dinner. That part is hazing. But the other part, the B part of this whole situation that makes this matter worse than what it is, are the text messages and the voice messages. We are in the age of 2013. Team Incognito is not a dumb guy. Yeah, he had a rough past growing up, and he was taught to, you know, go from being the, the fat kid to being, you know, taking up for yourself. Look, I, I got my kid in karate because, you know what, somebody messed with him, you know, he needs to be able to defend himself too. You know what I'm saying? Right. He doesn't need to learn the hard way I had to do just growing up. Just, just look, you just got to fight to toughen yourself up. But the point of the matter is this, man. This guy, and I know people want to stand around him because for the last couple of years, you know, it's always been race, race this, race that, race here and race there. But the fact that we wouldn't talk about it if it does, does if it stops. Mm -hmm. If Incognito never used those words, if he never used the N word, if he just said the the vile things about shitting in the mouth, kind of a little bit different. But when you bring in the N-word, it kind of changes the, the whole 
the the way this thing for me is perceived, why in the world are you saying that in 2013? Oh, well, why do we have people running around in blackface on Halloween? Why do we have uh, uh, Ted Cruz saying, hey, Obama, you need to go back to Kenya when Ted Cruz isn't, you know, when he's not even, his descendants are from another country too. Why do we have those things? Because it's, we still have a far way to go when it comes to accepting each other for who we are. And when things like this pop up, it makes it very difficult to just address the situation for what it is. And I understand, and I commend some of the, the media publications for doing that, for saying, hey, we're just going to stick to hazing, and hazing is bad, but we cannot ignore the big elephant in the room, the fact that this guy's using racial words. Now, let me yep. get to Martin for a real quick second. Yeah, you're what? right. This is his second year. Incognito is six foot three. Jonathan <laughs> Martin is six five. So it's not like he didn't have a size advantage over this guy. You know what I'm saying? So he could have very well stood up for himself. Like if I'm six five and there's another six three dude talking, you using you sending me text messages like that and I'm bigger than you, oh, you best believe I'm gonna come holler at you. You, because for one, I know I'm bigger than you, and for two, you're not gonna say that. You're not gonna sit here and 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 insult me in that type of manner. And on top of that, you want to say what you're gonna do to my mama? Oh hell no! <laughs> hell no! You can't, you can't bring the mama. Yo, Ken, <laughs> Ken. But look, let, let, let's not forget that Martin is also Stanford educated, and if you know, sometimes we want to look at things in hindsight. In hindsight, you know the the the, the, the phrase is always twenty twenty. Maybe mm-hmm. he handled it the best way because physical a physical altercation doesn't solve anything. But this way, now he didn't have to fight nobody. He didn't have to face incognito one on one or anything like that. Now it's in the form of public opinion, and now people have made their opinion on incognito. I believe that incognito is not going to be in the league anymore because of this. And Martin wins. And yeah, on I, top of that, he can, he, if he so chooses to blow this even up bigger, he can sue the league. Yeah. He can sue the Dolphins. Told you. And I don't even have to play football to make my money. I'm Oops. Stanford educated. And probably make more. Exactly, guaranteed because football's not guaranteed. So so to me, I honestly think that Martin handled it in the best way possible. Because I'm not a father. But I know when I do have a child, I'm going to tell them that you have to stand up for yourself. But at the same time, you also have to make grown decisions as to when it is appropriate to fight and when it's not appropriate to fight. And in all honesty, in a locker room, I don't think that type of dissension would have been smart. I think the way that Martin is handling it and has handled it is the correct way for this particular situation. Yeah, you know what? I I agree. I think he um I I think, you know, for the bigger picture, right? You know, because everybody now understands and know that hazing it goes on and it's kind of a big deal and even though they're going to do this whole PR run to make it appear as if they cleaned it up, we know it's still going to go on because guess what they're doing right, right now? They're still trying to defend hazing. But <laughs> yeah, right. I guess what I'm kind of saying is that 
I was a little bit surprised when I saw that he was bigger than our incognito, right? I can understand if he was like, you know, a running back or, you know, a 6'1 quarterback or or a 6'2, you know, uh, a receiver, you know, kind of small, you know, not like a Megatron guy. Like, this dude, this dude is a lineman, like, they can go like I'm not gonna sit here and say if if this dude's saying this I'm I'm gonna sit here and and come run up in his face I don't know I may say a couple of things too because I have a bit of a temper but I do know this guy's huge as hell and he's six three so I might come in there with a couple of things but what I'm saying is that when I looked at Martin and I saw that he he doesn't sacrifice much in terms of size. I, I was kind of surprised. He, he there was no altercation. I, I thought, you know, the guy but you, just. But you know what? Okay. You know, like you're talking about size, and I was talking about education. Even even Martin's parents are, I believe, Harvard and Stanford educated. Yeah, 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 educated, yeah. yeah. If, if, if if I'm not mistaken, so therefore, again, like the way you grew up and the way I grew up, no, we're not taking that. You grew up in the South during racism where you had to fight for everything that you had, regardless. And I grew up in a city, and B grew up in a city where, yo, you go down the wrong block or in the wrong colors, you, you fighting for your life. It's a mm-hmm. different environment. This guy is Stanford educated. Mama and daddy are Stanford and Harvard educated. His approach to this situation was the correct one. He didn't have to fight him. Why should I have to fight you for? What for? What am I going to get that, out of you know, that? That's a good point. But I'll, I'll say this, though, uh, FIFO. Incognito knew which one to pick on. I mean, we we yeah. both play team sports, and we know yeah. that there is a there's a certain level of good natured ribbing, joning, joking, clowning, whatever you whatever word you want to use, wherever you're from, and. Can it go far? Of course it can. And, and, and I'm pretty sure we've been in situations and seen situations where it has gone far. Um, <clears throat> that being said, he had better be glad that he picked on Martin and not someone else. Because can you imagine Incognito trying this against, let's say, Steve Smith? <laughs> the no. man who just a couple of weeks ago said, you know, if he saw this cornerback from the uh, St. Louis Rams on the street, he'd bust him in his fucking mouth. Um, you know, so he knew which one he was picking on. And I will say this much to, to kind of underscore FIFO's point. If Martin doesn't have the temperament, and, you know, some people, I, I saw a couple of comments, and I shot up my man Damon who commented on my Facebook page and said that uh, Martin needs to toughen up. If Martin didn't have the calm temperament that he has, what if he was a hothead? If he was a hothead, he could have said, you know what, I'm going home. Or I'm going to my car. And I'm coming back. And he comes back and he shoots incognito right there in the Dolphins locker room. Now we got a whole other story. You know what I'm saying? It's like bang, bang. But yep. you don't exactly. have no car. Good thing, too. But. What's worse, right? Him potentially getting into a physical altercation or, maybe, you know, potentially losing his life because, you know, let's not play around. These NFL dudes, a lot of them come from places where, you know, uh, you, right. you, you don't want to walk at night by yourself. Right. But what's worse, that, that physical altercation or potentially losing your career? 
Because what jobs can Richie Incognito make have when he's going to have over six figures? No, because he's not going to be on TV. He's not nope. going to be on NFL Network. He's not going to get another NFL job. So I really hope that he did get his education or he has enough money to go back and pay for his education because he's going to be a regular Joe 300-pound small now. And, and, and to me, that is the worst thing because once you are adept and used to a certain type of lifestyle, going back to mm-hmm. a regular Joe Schmoe, that, yo, that, I think that's worse. That's worse than taking a punch or me beating up on a, on, on a five foot eleven Steve Smith wide receiver. Because I know Steve Smith would have came at him, but at the end of the day, come on, three fifteen, six three, you know, versus five eleven, one eighty. Come on, we know who's gonna win that fight. But at the end of the day, the fact, the potential that he could possibly lose his job, his career. His lifestyle, as he knows it, is way bigger. And that's why I have to give credit to Martin in this situation. He played the game the way you're supposed to play it. Sometimes you got to use your head over your head. Yeah, but I, I, I agree with that, FIFO, and, and I won't argue that in, in the least bit. But I think Kyle said something that was uh, right on the money, man. Incognito definitely knew who he can mess with. We all know who we can mess with in certain situations, right? He knew that Martin was that guy. And and I'll tell you how he knew it, because he took it a step further. He went there with the comments about his mom and using the N-word. And yeah, 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 we know that, oh, Richie Cognito, he's not racist. He was just saying that this and that. He even has black friends. Of course he's not racist. We all know that. But the fact of the matter is you use racist things. You know, I got I to gotta, I gotta kind of, you know, look at you that way, man. But... When he went that far and said what he said, the things he said, when he just made it like real personal, like I'm going to just keep poking and prodding, he knew that Martin was going to walk away. He knew Martin was going to walk away. And and is Martin playing the cards right? Absolutely. It's, it's a big, massive storyline. Wall Street Journal's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. Martin won. So, the NFL so now has another okay. a, a situation to deal with. But, Kyle, you're right, man. He knew Martin was that guy. But, but let me ask you this, though, Ken. So even though if Martin was that guy that you could push and do whatever you wanted to, where did it come from? Who, who initiated it? The Dolphins, the Brass, or somebody within that organization, like Kyle said earlier, let's make this guy tougher, right? So... I can't put all the blame on incognito and even him going that far because if, I, if I'm a coach and I tell one of my veteran players, hey, you know what? This guy right here needs to get toughened up and it's your job to do it. You don't think as that coach or the brass of that organization, I'm going to check up with incognito to see how it's going? And to allow it to go that far... Look, man, Martin played it the right way. Incognito went way too far. And that's not cool at the end of the day. And you should say that Cognito has not done this to somebody else. We'll, yeah, we'll find out in a room. Yeah, we'll. That's true. And, and, and I think there's a reason why Martin didn't say anything. Now, now let, me, let me stop you there, FIFO. If, do you think if he did that to somebody else, uh, he's going to, you know, that somebody else will come forward with that? I th- you know what? Here's the thing. I don't think that you can get away with something like this 
to another veteran player just because that, that that's just not going to go down. But for a rookie, and again, I talked about it last week, when you are not an Aaron Rodgers or a, a – or, or, or one of these high, higher-paid players on the team that you know virtually for the next couple years your, your, your spot on this team is locked. You see what I'm saying? You're, you're not going to say anything to jeopardize your lifestyle. You're not going to say oh, anything no to jeopardize this four, five, six dollars $600,000 that I'm making per year and that any time you can cut me and it doesn't mean shit to the organization. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything because I need this money. Oh yeah, you're and right I about that. That's part of the reason why Martin didn't say. What is Martin going to say? And like Ken, like you said, Incognito was part of the, the the committee. So I'm so I'm so I'm voicing to the committee that this guy's a part of that. He's doing these things that are way across the line. On top of that, my contract isn't that you know isn't guaranteed. I don't know if you're going to cut me anyway because I need to be toughened up. Then that's coming from the organization itself. Nah, man. I, look, he did the right thing, and Kyle, you were right. He was in a tough position. I wouldn't have said shit because I'm trying to get these checks. I'm trying to get these checks, man. That's a lot. But of you know what? Money. But but people, you have the, the the type of personality and the mentality where Incognito would have never stepped to you. He would have never stepped. To not you. like that. No, no, no. Nah. He he would have no, said something about my mama. And, and, yo, yo, I'm gonna have to see. I'm gonna have to see. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna click click bang bang, but I'm gonna let you know I can. <laughs> you that Yo, right, let, let, okay. Let me ask you guys this, right? I think we all it's probably safe to say that Richie Incognito is is probably out of the league. Yeah, um, he, this was his last year on this particular deal that he's on. What about Jonathan Martin? If you are a football team. Do you want a guy, do you want him in your locker room? I'm perfectly fine with him. I'm perfectly I'm fine okay with him because it. I'd rather him handle the situation the way he did than to click, click, bang, bang, or to start some type of physical altercation. So I'm perfectly fine with him. So, you don't, so none what of the you perceived lack of yeah. toughness or anything, that doesn't, you know, you, 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 you know what, man? This whole softness, lack of toughness thing, why? Because he didn't react? That takes way more strength than toughness, than, 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 yeah. than, than, not, than reacting. I agree with people. I agree with people on that point right there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with him. I'm cool with him, you know, picking him up or whatever. All right, cool. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just wondering. The phone you know, but and, and the reason why I asked because FIFA, I mean, no, Kyle, you said that one of the things about Martin was that he wasn't tough enough. So if that was an organizational thing and they hired or they basically sent Incognito after him to toughen him up, I would stand the reason that other people in that locker room probably perceived him as not being so tough too. So, okay. and we all know that, you know, football is, is one of those, those sports where, you know, you, you enter the trenches together and they don't really kind of need the quote-unquote soft guy around. So, you know, if the organization had those thoughts, I'm pretty sure the locker room felt the same and why they continue to pick on him and why you have some people saying, you know what, Incognito's an okay guy. You know, he's fine. I have no issues with him. You know, so that, that's why I asked. But again, Incognito was voted the last two years as a top two dirtiest player in the league. Last year, just or this year, this year or last year behind Sue, and the year before he was the number one player. 
So maybe his teammates in that locker room think he's cool because it's something that they should and have to say if they want to get through a season. But obviously the rest of the damn league does not think that. Well, well, I, I, I kind of slightly disagree with that. Yeah, he was voted those, you know, he was voted the dirtiest player in the league, right? But I did see a story on Richie Incognito on ESPN where they talked about how he turned his life around and how Incognito himself, you know, felt bad about the things that he's done. So this may go a little bit deeper than than we think because... No, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. What I'm saying is that... He was voted, right? After his vote, after that vote, and after being let let go from the Lions, he had a different career in Miami before this incident, right? And even before then, in Miami, they there was something they saw in him to vote him as, well, no, and I forgot whatever no, it is. No, Ken, and then this Ken, come out. Ken, Ken, but here's the thing, right? Incognito was voted on by the players. Not what? That's coach. what I'm saying, though. Wait, the wait, players wait, hold voted on, on him. Hold on, Pimpin. I'm not done, Pimpin. I'm not done. <laughs> Herm Edwards, I, I listened to Herm Edwards today, and he said well, that he was a head coach, and he, I love Herm Edwards, too. When he was a player and a coach, those type of committees to police the locker room were not was not picked by the players themselves. That was picked by the head coach because the head coach ultimately is responsible for the 53-man roster. Not the players, the coach. Okay. So, with that being said, like I said before, the rest of the league th- does not like Incognito because they think he's a dirty player. Of course, the players on his team are going to say he's a good guy because they have to make it through the rest of the season with this guy. And once you have a background and a history that Incognito have, regardless of how you feel and you think that you turned your life around, why did this happen? And it goes all the way back to the point where we were making about Gucci, man, on that in hip-hop. My kid is not going to be listening to this guy because Gucci. two weeks, three weeks, two, four months later, he is doing the same bullshit. Oh, my God. And that is the problem with people that have, they're repeat offenders, man. Look at Pac-Man. People. Yeah, yeah you, can, yeah, you can have a period in time where you can be good, but at the end of the day, by your nature, you are going to do these type of things. Yeah. It is part That's of true. you. But, 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 is it not safe to say, though, FIFO, that, and if this story that Kyle is saying is true, if this organization didn't come, then pull Incognito into one of those dark rooms and say, hey, we need you to toughen this guy up, is it is it safe to say that he may not have even done this? Because, yeah, he had a, yeah, wait a second, hold on, he had a history, a very negative history. That was well documented, but nobody's talking about how he turned himself around. They're only highlighting all of the negatives. And and they are pointing out that he was voted blah, 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 blah at the beginning of the year. They did that for a reason. There was no PR about it. There There was nothing that had to do with the organization. They did it for a reason. People are turning on this guy now, because, and rightfully no, so, because of his action. They're not turning on him. His history in itself, is, his main 
You already made your decision, Ken, and you cannot stand on both sides of the fence on this. Topic. I'm not playing on both sides of the fence. I'm just pointing out that if you can be the dirtiest player in the league, you can. Look, 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 look. Hold on, wait, hold on a second, man. Hold on a second. Do we not? Do we not? Wait, hold on. Do we not have preachers that were once drug dealers and game bangers that's preaching the word of God? That's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. How is it irrelevant? Ken. You are saying that this guy turned his life around, right? And it's, it's documented. Not, it's it's a story. Wait, it was a new story that was wait, put out. Ken, wait, wait. My employer comes to me and tells me, yo, you know what, man? This guy's a little soft. I'm a, I, yo, it's your job to toughen him up. If I changed my ways and I was a better man and I went to anger management and I understood and I took everything that I learned and applied it, we would have never got to this point. Is my point, Ken. If you would have turned, if you would have turned the corner, you would have never gone to where this is going. You would have never crossed that line. You would have toughened this guy up. You would have said whatever you had to say. You would have hazed him and did whatever that people normally do, which is okay. But he crossed the line. And once you make that turning point, where when you say that you that you're a better person, then you don't cross the line. But at the that same time, people. Wait, Ken. I'm not done. That means you that need his history got to the best of him. And he didn't change. He hasn't changed. He's, a, he's the same Richie Incognito that got booted off of Nebraska, got booted from Oregon, got kicked off the line. He's the same damn player. He ain't changed nothing. I... While I agree that if you look at the facts of this case that's presented before us now, it looks like the same incognito, right? But I cannot ignore the new evidence that just came forward. We all know why the Dolphins brought him up, because the the Dolphins were tired of being pushed around, and they wanted that crazy white boy on their team. I've said it all. Everybody wants that crazy white boy on their team that nobody want to mess with. Incognito is the hired gun. That's why that if if what Kyle is reporting and what is is true, this is why they went to him and said, yo, we need you to do what you do, and we need you to do what you do best. Let's, and that's what he did. He took it too far. But wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Now I'm not finished. Now I'm not finished. Hold on. Wait. This 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 is important. Now here's the thing. When this story broke and it came out of that, it said it was incognito was behind all of this. Of course, because of his past, everybody's gonna look. Oh well, I'm not surprised. But incognito vehemently denied everything on Twitter. Everything. Why? Because if the organization approached him about doing this, he thought that maybe, just maybe, I would have the organization backing me up and helping me cover this up. Whoa, 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 Hey, look, it could very well possibly happen. Because what? He didn't know the voicemails and text messages were going to get out. Ken, Ken, all right. First and foremost, he crossed the line. So regardless I'm not saying he didn't cross the line. Let me, Ken. Oh, okay, let's finish. The line. So regardless, the organization is not going to have your back. And then let's look at it from a football perspective in the NFL, right? Yeah, you know, I understand sometimes you need a tough guy on your team, this, that, and the third. But at the end of the day, the, as much as I love the Miami Dolphins, since Dan Marino, they have been the epitome of mediocrity, dog. The epitome of mediocrity. None of this will happen in some of the organizations that win consistently year after year. It's not happening in Sean Payton's locker room. 
It's not happening in Bill Belichick's locker room. It's not happening in all of the top glasses locker room. This type of behavior. This is not happening under Ray Lewis's watch. Are you serious? This is not happening across multiple locker rooms. This happens in locker rooms where it, where there is dysfunction and non... Because when this happens, you cannot win as a team. You cannot win. This is not winning mentality, dog. Regardless. Regardless if it comes from the 53rd man or it's high up from the owner. When this happens inside of an organization, you are not winning. And the Dolphins have not won for over a decade. Yeah, they keep they, they, drafting they've been struggling. They struggle all the time. Why? Because there's no leadership there, Ken. And if you're telling me what Incognito did with leadership, what, what I hear is that the Dolphins said, yo, look, we like this guy. We need, You're a leader on this team. We brought you here for that. Chucking this guy up. He crossed the line. No, the organization is not going to have his back. And if he did turn no, the person, hey, but, you, but they have to because you have they to. Have, they, oh, of course, of course. Yeah, if, if, if the organization doesn't throw him under the bus, then they are liable because they, in essence, created a hostile work environment and not, and, and, and Richie Incognito can say, well, hey, you know, they told me to do it. You know, I was just following, you know, protocol. Uh, this came from the top and they wanted me to, you know, rough this kid up and, and, and you know, help, help him grow up here. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what the fallout is. I think we're just uh, touching the iceberg. I uh, remember right now you're looking players. Hello? Oh, hold on one second, Ken. We got a, we got a caller right now, area code. Um, call, make sure you call in area code 646-478-0356. Right now we got a caller uh, that's been waiting for a little while. Let's not keep them waiting. Uh, caller from area code 516. Caller, you on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? How's it going, guys? My name is Devin Palmer. I'm from New York. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Uh, first of all, great show going on. I've uh, been a fan for a while now, so you guys are doing a great job. Appreciate uh, it, Desmond. Appreciate it. Thank to, you. To, to you guys' point about um, the organization sending Incognito to basically toughen this guy up, I thought what was interesting about that when it broke was uh, before that broke, um, the reason why they sent him to toughen him up was because Martin had missed a number of OTAs. So they wanted to toughen him up, get him back in the role. But the problem with that is what the organization didn't know was the reason why Martin missed OTAs was because Incognito was harassing him. Mm-hmm. So they basically sent the guy that was terrorizing him throughout the whole offseason to go toughen him up. So he basically knew, wow, they're sending me to go basically mentor the guy I'm harassing. I get to harass him even more now because my <laughs> Right, I got the do. green light now. So it, 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 this whole situation is just crazy. And to FIFA's point, Ray Lewis said it himself. There was no hazing at all under his watch. He wouldn't even let, like, Terrell Suggs haze rookie. And, and that just shows the leadership of a two-time Super Bowl champion and probably the greatest yep. leader of all time in terms of football. For him to say that, it just shows the dysfunction that Miami's going through right now. So it's, this whole situation is just ridiculous. Definitely, definitely, definitely. What else you got for us tonight, man? Um, I mean, other than that, the NFL has just been crazy. That Nick Foles looking like Peyton Manning. I'm pretty sure Nick oh, Foles. Oh yeah, we didn't get into Nick Foles in the seven touchdowns. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Are, are you Manning buying in? Are, Desmond, Foles, are you uh, buying in the Nick Foles? And, and the second question I have for you, uh, let's say Vic gets healthy or, or health, healthy enough to play next week, not this week, but the following week. Um, 
who, who are you starting? Are you starting Foles or you starting Vic? Uh, well, well, in terms of Foles' performance and if I'm buying it, I'm not going to, to fully buy it, but I'm not going to take away from what he did. I mean, this... Okay. Despite them being the Oakland Raiders, they still were the 12th-ranked defense going into the game. And uh, so once you look at that stat, it, it, it is pretty impressive. But if Vic is healthy, I still say you go with Foles. Foles is healthier. He's younger. He seems to have a hold on on the offense. I mean, no one just throws seven touchdowns and doesn't know the offense. And Vic has been icky. So you ride with Foles until maybe he messes up and Vic can get another chance. Okay, okay. You got anything else for us tonight, man? Oh, no, nothing much. Just uh, enjoying the show. You guys are doing a great job, and keep it going. Okay. Well, thanks, thanks a lot man. for calling appreciate in. It. Appreciate this. Appreciate the support, man. No problem, guys. Have a good night. Peace. All right. Phone number Desmond called, uh, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. This is Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. I'm joined by my co-host, uh, you know him from Dead End Hip Hop. I, I, I just tweeted. It's all, you know, last few minutes, man, felt like an episode of <laughs> Dead End Hip Hop. <laughs> the only thing missing is Mike C Town, man. Um, uh, my co-hosts, Beezy, uh, Ken, and FIFO, man. Um, we ask that you not just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Participate in tonight's discussion. A couple of ways you can do that. You can log into the chat room. The chat room is always open and interactive. Just create a profile for yourself and participate in the discussion. Or you can do like what Desmond just did. Give us a call, 646-478-0356. Um, I want to jump into a little NBA. Man, this show is flying by. Uh, <laughs> I want to jump into a little bit of NBA, man. We, we're all big fans of the NBA, as you all know, tipped off last week. Um, uh, after one week of the NBA season, um, FIFO, what has been a surprise to you after one week? And I know it's a short period of time, but just some of the things that you've seen and I guess what stood out, just you know, what, what, what are you looking at as far as the NBA right now? Well, I, I, I think um, the obvious choice is Michael Carter-Williams, and I'm going to stick right there because um, the majority of people I talk basketball to, man, I talk, I talk basketball, I could talk basketball all day, and I talk to a lot of people about basketball, and I told everybody I like this guy. Now, I did not expect for him to do what he did against Miami, you know, and, and, and pretty much what he's been doing for the rest of the season. You know, I, I think he's shooting over 40% from three right now. Mm-hmm. And he was not, you know, coming out of Syracuse, they were not saying it. Nobody thought he was going to be a jump shooter, at least not this early. And I, I don't think that it's there. I just think that he's had a phenomenal open week of of, of his NBA career. But I, I definitely have to say the Philadelphia 76ers and Michael Carter-Williams, everybody thought that they were going to be the worst team in the league, which I believe that they still will be because at the end of the day, <laughs> in basketball, you need talent. It's and I just It doesn't matter, man. They, they, it's only four games. They okay, still early, man. So, you know, but um, I definitely like him. I've always liked Michael Carter-Williams. I play point guard, and I can tell you at being 6'6", and being pretty good athletically and, you know, for him to have passing and the intangibles of a point guard, you know, I'm not going to compare him to Penny Hardaway, but I definitely think that Michael Carter-Williams is going to be what Sean Livingston was supposed to be. And I think that he can be, you know, a top 10 point guard, you know, around 9 or 8 when he starts to really mature and take his game to the next level. Because 6'6 cannot be coached. 
Oh, definitely. Definitely. What about you, B? What what stood out to you th- uh, thus far uh, the first weekend in, in the NBA? Um, Stood out to me was, I mean, yeah, it's the first game they played, but I think if, you know, if they stay healthy and, them, and you know, they always get rammed up when they play against LeBron, it's the Brooklyn Nets. I think... Okay. I think they can cause they can mm-hmm. cause some serious they can cause some serious matchup problems for Miami and and it shows. I mean, yeah, regular season game like I said before, and it's still early, but you know you know how Paul Pierce and, and Kevin Garnett get when they play against LeBron. They already you know can't stand them, so it's like them and Jason Terry. It's like they get their whole team rammed up when they play against LeBron, and, and if they can, like I said, come playoff time, if they still healthy. Them boys, they and you know they, um, what's gonna call it, Blanche coming off the bench, um, AK forty seven. They got some long guys coming off that bench, man. And I didn't see no lift from Miami. I'm like, wait a minute, they they can, and you could tell Miami was kind of frustrated at times with the, with the you know with all the lift that was coming off the bench and you know the starting line that was playing good. I'm like, wow, they can cause some serious matchup problems for Miami, you know, going into the playoffs. And Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. They can get that team rammed up and get them hyped, man. Like, we about to beat this old bum LeBron. You know, you know how, you know how <laughs> right. the locker room. Yeah, you know how the locker room talks to you. So, I can, that's one thing that stood out for me. Just off that game, I'm like, okay, they can cause some serious matchup problems in Miami. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, the next few times when they play against them. Okay. What about you, Ken? What what stood out to you? Uh, what, well, what's been a surprise for you uh, this first week of the NBA season? Chicago Bulls a little bit, man. Um, uh, you know, I, I think seeing how they just, and I know it's preseason, but seeing how they just just ran through preseason and everybody's talking about, oh, Derrick Rose is back and he got the lift and the explosiveness, this, that, and the other. Go out the first game, get their ass mopped up, and then now everything is what's wrong with Derrick Rose. And, you know, is the knee okay? Is the knee fine? You know, and eventually those stories kind of started to change where they were like, yeah, he does have his explosiveness. But they started to kind of make excuses, it seemed to me, or trying to question Derrick Rose. And I'm like, the guy was balling in preseason, and now he's losing. Now it's a problem? But then on top of that, but, okay, so you lose the first game in Miami, but then the other games that they lost, because they took an L to, uh, to MCW, too, and they were winning that game. So... Chicago has some things that they need to figure out um, offensively because while they played great without Derrick Rose, I think people were under the misconception that bringing him back would make them even better. But I think bringing him back kind of makes the team kind of stand around and watch like they were a little bit in the past. So they got to kind of get that chemistry going and get used to playing with him um, as the season goes on. And I think they will. Thib is a good coach. But you know what? Yeah, it's a long season. It's a long season. Yeah, it is. It is a long season. But you know what, though, Ken? I, I, I honestly think, you know, I, I'm 100% with you where, you know, Derrick Rose did ball in the preseason and, and now people are questioning. I don't think that there's anything wrong with his niece. I think that in, from what I see, offensively, they're, they're just not good. The offense that they're trying to run, I don't think, suits Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. And because there's a lack of offense on that team, I think that the offense has to be through Derrick Rose. I don't think that you can run that type of motion offense, especially with five players that have never played before this season together in the starting lineup. You know, because that motion offense that the San Antonio Spurs run and the Bulls take a lot of their, their sets from San Antonio, it takes precision. It, ta- it takes rhythm. The Bulls don't have that. 
I think that the Bulls need to implement more of a George Carl dribble drive penetration because that's what Derrick Rose is. And that's really what Jimmy Butler is, too. They need to attack the bucket, and I don't think that they do it enough. I think it's too much pass, it's too much motion, and and they just don't have the personnel for that, man. And I think that the Bulls, if they really want to contend in the East, oh, these boys need to make, they need to make some trades. They need to make, they need to trade Luol Deng, man. They need to trade Luol Deng. Deng is the one guy that they've been able to hold on to, and it seems like, and you guys know, it it seems like to me like Deng is almost in every trade rumor leading up to February's trade deadline every year probably for the last three or four years um i think that's a piece that they probably could afford to give up but you know will they or, will, or won't they i'm not sure um you know the, the biggest surprise for me man was uh my, my atlanta hawks man i turned the tv on and i didn't know who the hell these dudes are i mean <laughs> i'm looking at these guys man i'm like okay the coach he caught a dui this summer he came over from san antonio um, you know, of course, there's no, there's no Josh Smith. I, I mean, like, at one point in time, we went to the bench, and I could have sworn we got these guys from run and shoot. Uh, and I know that joke probably flew over most people's head, but you, it's it's an Atlanta thing. Um, yeah. But I mean, the Hawks. I think you know we're going to battle for like a seed or something like that. But it's just, I, I guess it, it just looked kind of weird to me. That that was more surprised to me, like when I turned the TV because I, I purposely didn't watch any preseason. So I mean, I know the roster backwards and forwards, but you know, there's no Zaza Pachulia. There's no some you know Ivan Johnson who looked like he just got out of prison. Um, you know, so I, I'm not used to seeing these guys. So these were there were some guys on the court that I had never seen but I saw him in college or something like that so a little different for me um seeing these guys out there on the floor man but I'm you know I'm definitely supporting my Hawks um much like uh B I, I gotta go with uh Michael Carter Williams um I'm a huge Syracuse basketball fan always have been since I was a little kid and um you know of course it's early uh so I'm not gonna you know start saying he's gonna be the rookie of the year or anything like that but um um, I, I, I'm very surprised at his the start that he's gotten off to and the start that Philadelphia's gotten off to, um, and, and because you, and especially with and you guys know we play basketball with Bayheim's system that he runs in Syracuse with the two three zone. You never really know how a player is going to translate their skills from you know running that system both offensively and defensively into the NBA. I mean, we all knew that Carmelo was going to be a scorer when he got to the NBA, but outside of Carmelo. You know, the players that Bayham has put in the league, especially here in particular these last four or five years, um, you're just not sure what it was going to happen. So, um, you know, Carter Williams was a high draft pick as well as Deion Waiters a few years ago up in Cleveland, um, and he's played well, but, you know, he hadn't hit the scene like uh, Michael Carter Williams has. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely keeping my eye on him. I hope he continues to play well. Um, and it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens from there. Uh, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Right now we got a call on the line. Let's not keep them waiting. Uh, right here in the ATL, air, call, uh, caller, caller, calling from area code 404. Calling you in the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Caller, 404. Uh-oh. Yes, <laughs> call back in, call back in. Area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um 
now we're uh, since we're talking a little NBA. What and, and I wanted to ask this question, you guys. Uh, I got into a discussion the other day with a buddy of mine, and um, you know, somehow I threw out the topic of like my least favorite NBA player. And his first response was, well, man, my least favorite player is LeBron, and I just don't like LeBron. So, you know, naturally, my next question was, well, why don't you like LeBron? And he goes back to the decision. And I, and I thought that if you look at, and I don't know if it's necessarily a PR spin, uh, LeBron has some dope commercials out right now. Uh, check them out online if you haven't seen it. Those Samsung, I love those Samsung commercials with him and his wife and his kids. You know, and I don't know mm-hmm. if that's necessarily a PR move, but I love the commercials. It's just my, my personal opinion. Um, that being said, I think uh, you know, I, I would like to think that people are beyond the decision or beyond the fact that my, LeBron has gone to my, Miami. I mean, let's just keep it real. LeBron has won uh, twice, and he's been to the finals three times. And, you know, if things go according to plan, you know, odds, they're the odds-on favorite to win it again this year. Uh, so I really couldn't understand why he said LeBron was his least favorite player. I want to throw that out to you guys. I'll, I'll start with you first, Ken. Who is your least favorite NBA player right now? And you know what? I don't know if I necessarily have one, but I can go just based off past experience. A guy that kind of just, I don't know why, he just seemed to rub me the wrong way, and it was Dirt Nowitzki, man. Oh, my really? God, man. And Yeah, and, and he, he he's such a nice guy. It's really weird. Because he didn't, he doesn't go out there and be flashy and be talking all the shit. But man, I, like when he when he went up against my boys, man, Wade and and O six, and they jumped up what two two O O on them, and had a chance to go up three nothing, and and Wade, you know, channels his inner Michael Jordan and just whooped the shit, you know, whooped them up. You know, I was I was happy. I did not want to see them win that two thousand and eleven <laughs> NBA championship, man. I I, I just. The man can play. He's lights out. He's clutch. He has everything you need. But, you know, reflecting back on his career and looking at it, I think he did. He, he definitely deserves one. I think it's well, well earned. But, um, uh, so, yeah. But I don't know. For some reason, I don't know if it was him or if it was just everybody surrounding Ken? Yeah, oh, Ken. It's Ken, on, man. Don't tell me Ken. Don't tell me the burner got him, or maybe he hit the mute button. He probably did and didn't know. He probably still talking. About <laughs> I still see his line up here. Yeah, he, he probably don't oh, oh, oh. go for days, but okay. Let's let's throw it to B, man. Who's your least favorite NBA player right now, and why? Oh man, this is probably going to trip a lot of people out. My least favorite NBA player, but and I respect his game the most. He is the man. Like he's the man. It's Kobe Bryant, man. It's somebody's personality, man. He just dude is just so lame to me, man. I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't like Kobe Bryant. <laughs> if not his player, yeah, I would. Still, I still say he's probably the best shooting guard in the league now. You know, mm-hmm. healthy. Hell but no. I, and, and yeah, I still, I still say he's the best two guard. Healthy. If he's healthy, I mean, once he's healthy, I mean, of course not now. He's not yeah, better than Harden. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's it's cold. Oh, I mean, I still, I still respect him. Oh, wait, wait, wait. People, just, you say he's not I, better than Harden? No, not not, not <sighs> at this point in his career. Not at this point in his career. Yeah, if we're looking at a whole career. Kobe's Based better. off last year, I, I still say Kobe is the best two guard in the league. But I mean, but going back, I, I just don't like him. He just seems he just seems like he don't got no personality. He just feels like a punk ass. I don't. I just just like a bitch. He's just like a whole ass. You know what, I, B? I I, 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 I gotta agree with you, man. I, I, I up like until 
up until two years ago, Kobe was was that that guy, my least favorite NBA. And, and like you said, I respect the hell out of his game. I, I hate yep, the Lakers, I but I respect yep. what they've done. I respect their history, and I always preface my comment by saying that you know, even though I don't like Kobe, I respect the hell out of his yep. game, and I love. Yep. And, and even as he's gotten older. And I know that, you know, we're going to see less and less of him. I, I, I actually enjoy watching him, and I appreciate his game even more. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I didn't like – Kobe doesn't strike me as the kind of Never guy to, that you go get a, go drink a beer with. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. He just um, like this old punk ass, man. Oh, and, and I knew Kobe – I knew something was wrong with Kobe when that, that year that – I think – I can't remember which championship it was. They asked Kobe, like, who is this close – this is – one year they won the championship. I want to say it was the second championship he won. And they asked him, like, who is his closest friend on the team? And he said, Adam Morrison. And I'm like, I'm like, man, Adam, Adam Morrison's not messing with you, man. You, you're a clown. You know, but um, my least favorite player right now, man, hands down, is Dwight Howard, man. I don't like that. Dude. And I'm going to tell you why I don't like Dwight Howard. Because I think Dwight Howard, you know, he fished him on in, in Orlando. Which, you know, the team actually went about and fired Stan Van Gundy, yeah, who was, I thought was a, a, was a, 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 a good like coach, like and um, and their GM Otis Smith. Uh, they fired those two guys to keep Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard still wasn't happy, forced to trade to L.A. So you go to L.A., you get a chance to play with the best player of your generation. I mean, that hands down. I, I got to give Kobe that bad boy. You go to L.A. to play with Kobe. This is what you wanted to do. This is, you know, you look up in the rafters. There's Shaq, there's George Mike, and there's Kareem, all of the great centers that played in L.A. And you do nothing. And you're not only playing with Kobe, but you're playing with Powell. And, you know, you have a team that 1 through 12 probably should have been the representative for the for the uh, Western Conference in, in the in the finals. Um, and, and you're still not satisfied. And I think the, the reason why he and Kobe butted heads was that Kobe made sure that I think more than anything else, when Dwight Howard came in the locker room with that playing around stuff, Kobe's like, "Nah, man, we don't do that shit here." You know, he held him accountable, and he was the only player, person, probably the only teammate that ever probably stood up to him. And I think I lost a lot of respect for Dwight Howard for that. And this man left L.A. and left thirty million on the table to go play with the Houston Rockets. Nah, man, you a fool. Um, least favorite player, hands down, Dwight Howard, hands down. What about you, FIFO? All right, man. First and foremost, I'm going to address my co-host's picks. First and foremost, the reason why I say Harden is better than Kobe is because Harden did way more with less than what Kobe did. And Harden is the type of player to make other people around him better. At this point in his career, Kobe has always been like a selfish player, which I don't have a problem with, you know, because you, I, I, you need people to get buckets. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not about you, it's about me and me getting these buckets for our team. So I mm-hmm. always respect the Kobe's game. But I think as a player, as a complete player, Harden at this point in his career is better than Kobe. It's just my opinion. Now, with you and Dwight Howard, Kyle, I feel you, but at the same time, I also feel Dwight because it's kind of like the, the, the LeBron thing. When these superstars leave teams, it's not because I didn't get what I wanted. It's because you as an organization is not putting the pieces around me to win a championship. No, but do I have to be a diva about it, though? I mean... No, I feel you. I, 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 I feel you. I agree. He was a diva, man. 
uh, B, 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 I am not defending Dwight Howard in terms of his actions. And, and, and his actions and how he handled the situation. I am right. not defending that whatsoever, whatsoever. Okay. But I completely understand why he left, the same reason why LeBron left. If you guys cannot bring the talent to this city for me to win a championship or for us to win a championship, then I got to go where I can. It's just as simple as that. It's just as simple as that. But I feel you, Dwight did act like a bitch. He acted yeah, like a bitch. He did, he acted man. like a bitch in L.A. He acted yeah, like a bitch in man. L.A. too. So, so, so I, I feel that. But for people to be mad at him because he left, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. So now let me give my the player I mostly dislike, and it comes from, look, I am a point guard. Be will let you know. I am the best point guard that you'll probably ever play with. <laughs> I am definitely a pass-first point guard. I see 90% of things that's on the court. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a willing and able passer. I can shoot my ass off, and I can get buckets when we need to. But I know when I'm overmatched. And this player that I'm about to name, I, I, I think I know who it is. is. Who is it, I think I, No, go ahead. I'm, I'm just saying I think I know who it is. Man, ahead. he is holding off for too much. He just need to let it go. My boy, Steve Nash. Steve Nash? Oh, you don't like Steve Nash? Steve I don't Nash, like what? Steve Nash, man. I thought you were going to say Steve Nash. I didn't think you were going to say Steve Nash. I thought he was going to say Paul Pierce. Because Steve Nash, I mean, talking with people, people couldn't stand Paul Pierce. I thought he was going to say, I thought that was easy. I knew you were going to say Paul Pierce. You shot me with Steve Nash. You know what, B? If we had this show about a year and a half, two years ago, I would have said Paul Pierce hands down. It was not close. Right. But people used to hate Paul Pierce. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yes, I did. I would punch this guy in his mouth if I said, <laughs> right. I said that, and I and I say it right now. But here's the thing, though. The reason why I'm picking Steve Nash is because as a basketball player, like for me, I still have some sort of pride. And when we get out there and hoop, and there's a little 18 year old cat that I know is is, is has way more stamina than me, is, is more energetic you know, uh, has the, the the moves I used to that I can no longer do, you know, I, I give that player some fish, but I'm not trying to go too hard against this guy because I know he's going to look dumb out there. You know what I'm saying? But in Steve Nash's case, it's like, what are you holding on to, man? You've been a two-time MVP. You're not going to win no chips in, in, in Lakerland. You know, right. like, you're about to be 40 in February, if I'm not mistaken. Let it go. Let it go. You are playing in an era of the deepest point guard. You know, in an era of basketball where the point guard position is at its deepest ever. Ever. Every team has at least an all-star level point guard. Almost every team. And if you don't have one, you're a bad team right now. And I just, I do not understand why he's trying to hold on. I understand getting them checked. So Nash, in that regard, he's getting them checked. But at the same time, man, um, if, if you think you're going to be a starting point guard in this game, oh, I think that's a pipe dream. I, I, I can't. I don't like him because of that. Got to let it go. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Right. Ken, Ken, are you there? I thought I heard him. I thought I heard him. I thought I heard him, too. Ken, Ken went to bed, man. It's bad. <laughs> 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 I'm going to shoot like, a text in a second be like, man, we can't hear you. I don't know. Ken, and, and who Ken, knows? Ken, Ken could still be talking. Well, hey, 
Ken got so fed up with rap, he just hung up the phone. He just said, man, the hell with this shit. You know I can't get Oh, man. Oh, man. 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. This is Dead End Sports. We are kicking it live for two hours. Uh, make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that Dead End Sports is on the air again. Uh, make sure that you check us out each and every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, remember, this show is being broadcast live, so in the event you missed any parts of the show, check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash deadendsports. Um, follow us on Twitter, also at deadendsports. Follow me on Twitter at 12kyle. Follow uh, Ken at K-B-I-N-G-E. Follow FIFO at F-E-E-F-O-247. And follow B at, at B-E-E-Z-Y-430. Uh, so hit us up, man. Hit us up. Three, four, um, excuse me, 646-478-0356. Um, let me jump to the next, uh, next topic here. Um, still in the NBA. FIFO. Your team is down by one. Three seconds left on the clock. You play basketball, so you understand the dynamics of what you have to do then. There's a lot of guys that won't mind taking a shot to go ahead. There's some guys that are terrified to take that shot to go ahead. Team is down by one with three seconds left on the clock. Which current NBA player do you want taking the last shot and why? Oh, man, um, to actually take the shot itself, mm-hmm. uh, man, you know, they're, 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 you know, give me any one of the knockdown three-point shooters. You know, give me Steph Curry, give me Clay Thompson. Oh, I got Steph know, Curry. You know, to me, this question, you know, it, everybody always wants to hear somebody say LeBron. And I'm, I'm going to say it like this. I, to me, the actual action of taking the last second shot Give me any of the best shooters in the league. Steph Curry. So give me Steph. But in terms of having the ball in their hand and making the decision, I say give me LeBron. Man, he okay. said, said taking the last shot, man, not the best decision. I told mm-hmm. I already told I said Steph Curry. Oh, okay. Give, give me Steph Curry. If it's one second and all it is is a catch and shoot, give me stuff. Who can do it better than That's a good than call, him? man. Tell me. That's a damn good call. And you know what? I forgot about Steph. He's a new superstar, man. Don't worry. He'll become a household name this year. And, and B's already on record as saying that he likes Golden State coming out of the West. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I mean, I've been, I've been, hey, mark my words, man. Don't Don't be shocked if they do. So, so who, who are you saying, B? Are you saying uh, Steph Curry as well? Um, current NBA guy taking the last shot. Golly. I mean, I would be obvious to say Kobe because at least he, he has the most confidence to take the last shot. I mean, Kobe, Kobe gonna hit. He gonna hit big shots. So I would say Kobe. Yeah. Kobe is so overrated in this aspect of his game, man. Kobe shoots under fifty percent. Under fifty percent with the game on the I would, line. Man. I, I would feel comfortable letting Kobe take the shot though. Um, man, Ray Allen. I say Ray Allen. I say Ray Allen. If 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 
Yeah, Ray Allen. I feel comfortable with Ray Allen taking the last shot. Yeah, Ray Ray's gonna and and you know he's yeah. gonna get a good look. He's definitely yeah. gonna get a good look. I'm saying, I mean, even if he don't if you just give him like like uh, two point three seconds, he's gonna get it. That's a good enough look. <laughs> Ray Allen going because he got that quick release, man. He he got that quick that quick ass release. So I I wouldn't mind I, Ray Allen, Ray Allen, Kobe, whoever. You know, I, I let Ray Allen take the last shot though, because I've seen. I mean, hell, this past playoffs, man, I was like, what the hell? Ray Allen taking them clutch shots. Um, you Ken, okay. Ken, okay, I'm Ken sorry. You, you're, you're, you're back. We got Ken back on the line. He, he woke up. Um, <laughs> the team is down by one with three seconds left on the clock. Which current NBA player do you want taking the final shot? There's somebody else I was speaking to. Oh, uh, that's not bad. You went back to see Ken, I thought he said he was there. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Okay. There he is. Okay, okay. there he is. All right. There you go. Yeah, um, Kevin Durant. Oh. Yeah, I'll take Kevin Durant. He's he's done it before. Hey, you so know what? I forgot. I don't mean to come to cut you off, but you know what? I forgot who hit a lot of big shots, man. Paul Pierce. <laughs> Paul Pierce yeah. hit a lot of a lot of game winners, man. Tell me something. Do you guys ever notice how Paul Pierce, when he get, when he, when he has to get that last shot off, how he always managed to create space? Yep. I, I yep. for the life of me, him. I cannot figure Tell out him. how this guy. I mean, like, Paul Pierce has this game. I call it, like, the YMC game, YMCA game. You know, like, is that, bro, that one dude at Y who, you know, who, who would look up. And, you know, you know, you, it doesn't really feel like it, but you look up at the end of the day, he, he's dropped 25 on you. But it, it was, like, in the ugliest way. If there's such an ugly, there's such a thing as I'm going to go with Paul Pierce. I'm going to go okay. with Paul Pierce. Okay, okay. I've, I've seen Paul Pierce hit a lot of games when it's supposed to be. So I'm going to go with Paul Pierce. I'm going to go with that my ass. I'm gonna go. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go, and I and I can't stand this team, but I'm gonna go with Carmelo, man. I'm gonna go with because I think Whoa. Carmelo can get almost any shot that he wants. Um, you know, in that man. in that instance, you're not necessarily asking him to put the ball on the floor. You're not gonna block his shot, you know, because he gets really good elevation. He's already six, seven, six, eight. You know, he get he gets very good elevation on his shot, and when he's on. He's on. I mean, it, it, it's it's like Carmelo's lights out when he's on. Now the problem is, yeah. you know, he has a tendency. He's a volume shooter, you know. So yeah. sometimes he has to, you know, if the shots aren't going in, he'll try to shoot himself in to into the zone. But yeah, if Carmelo's got it going, yeah, give me give give Carmelo the ball, man. You you know what, Kyle? I I, I tell this to everybody. I think that Carmelo has the prettiest jump shot in the NBA. Yeah, that, that, that yeah. man, his jump shot is so pretty. So pretty. It, I agree. It, it, it's damn near perfect. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is a very pretty shot. And and like I said, when when he's got it rolling, man, it, it's tough to stop. He is he is tough to stop. Um, I do. You know, I, I don't know really what the Knicks are going to do this year, but um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely going to try to give the ball to uh, Carmelo in that situation. Um, the number scenario. Let's go. Um, no, no, I'm actually glad, glad you brought, brought up, up the dick. Because, because, um... Hey, Ken, we got feedback, man. Some... What you doing? Turn, <laughs> turn down the radio. <laughs> yeah, turn your computer down. Turn Can you hear me now? Okay, now we got you. All right, cool. Um, yeah, man, they're one and three. And Carmelo just uh, said earlier today that he, he's been a little bit past this, man. So you sure you, you want him taking a shot? I mean... 
with that roster, honestly, and, and we all know the Knicks, and we've seen them, you know, the last few years. I mean, who else is going to shoot besides if, Mel- if Melo don't shoot? Who's going to shoot? Jr. Uh, they need him back back. The Knicks look terrible. Where, where, where is he? Is he hurt or something? Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah, oh, he okay, hurt. Okay. But anyway, okay. go ahead. No, um, no, no, no. You're good. Uh, you're listening live to Dead End Sports. Once again, Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. This is Dead End Sports. Phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. We got Ken back on the line. We got B and FIFO. Uh, we got a few minutes left in the show. Um, we got time for one more question. Uh, NFL-wise, your team is down by five and has to go 80 yards in, one, in a minute, 15 seconds, no timeouts. B, which current NFL quarterback would you take to lead you on that drive and why? Oh, man, current. I thought you were about to say all time. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you can't, can't stick Montana in this one. Or Joe Theismann. Uh, actually, actually <laughs> I wasn't going to say Montana. I wasn't going to say Montana, actually. Um, oh, golly. Current NFL player. I mean... I got my guy. You know that he be. I mean, I, yeah, go ahead, FIFA. I'm, I'm going to shock the world right now. I'm going to shock the damn world. Man, I'm taking that boy, Andrew Luck. I'm wow, wow. You know what, man? Because... Against the Texans, I, you know, I've already been big on luck. And, you know, to be down that much and to do it without Reggie Wayne, mm-hmm. for him to really take, a like, an 0-2 team and make them to the playoffs as a rookie, like, he's just ready, man. He's just ready. You know, there's a lot of guys that you could put on this list. Matt Ryan has proven that he can, he can bring you down and get whatever type of score he needs. Maybe not this season, but his career has shown that. You know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, those four elite quarterbacks. So I don't want to go with the norm. I want to go with okay. the new guy. And the new guy is Andrew Luck. What about you, B? Who, who, who are you taking? Stafford? Tom, Tom Brady. Okay. <laughs> I'll mess with you. <laughs> what about you, Ken? Who are you taking? This may, may surprise a few of you. Um, it, it's... You uh, okay, Romo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. Let, 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 me, let, me get, let me get the name right. Jerry Jones. He's he going to pick Jerry Jones. Man, you know, I was I was I was uh, looking at Breeze, man. I, I I would feel comfortable with Breeze um, with 80 yards to go. I, I've just seen him do it a, a lot of times. But Romo is a bad boy when when he needs to be um, in those situations, man. The numbers can't lie. You take Romo? Wow. Yeah, um, Romo, and it's stats to prove it. Yeah, Romo is 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 a beast when the when the game's on the line in the fourth quarter. Um, he has a high, high, high rating. Romo's problem is he just makes bad plays at, the, at ill-advised moments. That's why he would scare me to death. So I would have to go with Breeze because Breeze can do what Romo does, but I don't think he would make that 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 bad luck play that Romo seems right. to have. That drive killer, right. the, the game killer. Um, yeah, because you just... I'm going to go with... I gotta go with uh, I gotta go with Brady, man. I, I think you give Brady just his pedigree. He's been in those situations before. Um, Brady, other than that Super Bowl uh, 
The first one against yeah, the Giants. Yeah, I think I think that year they just I, I think because they probably because they hadn't been in any close games all year. I think yeah, they kind of pressed, but um, yeah, man, I I, I got to go with Brady. I got to go with Brady. Give me Brady. Let him do his thing. Um, you know, I think he is he's he's proven that he has like I said the pedigree to do it. Um, he's definitely not afraid, you know. And I think being in those situations before, um, you know, kind of lends to him and and the success that he's had and the success that he'll probably continue to have over his career. Um, but uh, I think we all named some 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 very good quarterbacks, and and I think think the thing is that these quarterbacks that we all named have been consistent, um, you know, throughout. They're, they're consistent, I'm sorry, week in and week out. And I think in the NFL, that's probably one of the hardest things to do, particularly that position, is to be consistent. And, and when you have quarterbacks uh, that can do that, I think that is, um, you know, that's I think that's definitely key. Um, we get notification that we got about 90 seconds left in tonight's show. Oh, man, I, I don't know where the time went, but um, this has definitely been a great show. Yeah, it did go um, by fast. Yeah, it, it, I, I told you it would, man. We want to thank everybody who called in, my man MK Rob and Desmond for calling in. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Dead End Sports is now on the air for two hours, and we're taking live call-ins. So make sure that you get your phone calls in. Next week we're going to have a great show as well. Uh, this place, this is the place where sports opinions collide. So uh, make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend. Hit us up. Check us out on Twitter at Dead End Sports. Check out the website deadendsports.com check us out also blogtalkradio.com backslash deadendsports if you miss any parts of tonight's show uh, make sure that you check out the archives on that website as well um, that's it for this week I want to thank you guys for tuning in as you do each and every Tuesday night we'll be back next week at 9pm Eastern Standard Time uh, for FIFO Ken for PC. I'm your host 12 Kyle this is Dead End Sports we'll holler at you next week peace